good morning and God bless you. It's podcast day. Uh, Happy Tuesday morning to you. Uh, Let me start and pray for you and we'll get into this. Lord, I thank you now for the anointing. I thank you now for heaven's help uh, today, for heaven's help tomorrow, and until we meet you in the sky. I thank you, Lord, for divine help, the, the divine touch from heaven. May it manifest like never before. Oh, we thank you, Lord, that you lead us and guide us into all truths in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Uh, amen. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you. Uh, once again, it's Tuesday morning. It's our podcast morning. Uh, grab your Bible, grab a notebook, a pen, and let's get ready to take some notes. And go ahead and uh, share this after you listen to it or while you're listening to it and help some other people out uh, with this podcast and with what we are doing, the information that we're conveying today. Uh, if you t- have your Bible, go into Matthew 24. And I also want to remind you, we're just coming off of a, a, a three, not three day, but three different meetings with Dr. Seville. We had a, a wonderful Sunday morning. We had a, a wonderful, glorious Sunday night. And then we had uh, last night was Monday night. And then uh, Monday night service, the Lord told me to continue on. Actually, he told me there's more. And so I talked to Dr. Seville and he said, hey, you keep going with it. You know, keep these meetings going as long as the Lord tells you. And this morning, he even uh, prayed and blessed the meetings and blessed me to to carry on and commission me. You know, keep it going. Uh, so we're going to uh, go tonight, Tuesday night. And if you weren't last night, you just missed a divine night. It just was like a, a supernatural breath from heaven. Uh, God breathed or released a, a, a certain anointing uh, for the house last night. But then we'll go tonight, Tuesday night. Then we'll go tomorrow night, Wednesday night. And we'll see what God says. If he says go more, we'll go more. If he says stop, we'll stop. Uh, But that's what we're going to do. So amen, amen, amen. Uh, Once again, I hope that you uh, were able to be in these meetings. If not, you can go watch them online. Uh, You know, we we keep an archive all these different meetings. Uh, So once again, I hope that that you go take the time to listen to them. Uh, Amen. Well, go to Matthew 24. And I want to start with a a few different uh, scriptures uh, very simple scriptures, but I want to just stay in the line uh, of, you know, the, the, that we are in a certain season. We've got to know what's going on in this certain season. And I don't want to kick the dead horse, but I'm going to kick the dead horse because we've got to figure these things out. And I remember how Brother Hagen, you know, his assignment to the body of Christ, if you don't know who Brother Kenneth E. Hagen was, uh, he was just a, a, a mighty uh, man of God, prophet, end time prophet, uh, to, to my generation, to your generation, and he's been gone now oh, for a little over a decade. Uh, but his, his, you know, his anointing, his ministry was extremely powerful. But his assignment to the body was to teach faith. And one of the, the foundations of faith is found in Mark 11, 23 and 24. And he taught that almost every time that he spoke, he would get to that scripture somewhere in that, in that meeting. And uh, people would ask him, why do you only teach that? You know, is that all you can teach? And he always would say, when the body of Christ gets it, we can move on. And that's kind of how I am, you know, with the subject that God's given me and the assignment that God, that God has given me. We will never fully exhaust a biblical subject. Uh, there, God has given us so much and we can take it in part. Uh, I believe we gain revelation, uh, insight, understanding uh, but it's, you know, our revelation, insight, and understanding is all limited, you know, we, and, it, and it comes in dimensions. So we, we get more new revelation, so on and so forth. 
but I, you'll never exhaust any certain subject uh, biblically. Uh, come on now, that's you know a, a good truth there. Say amen. So first I want to go to Matthew 24, and I want to look at the uh, uh, fourth verse. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Uh, take heed that no man deceive you. Go ahead and say that with me. Take heed that no man deceive me. And we've got to understand that we're living in, the, in an age and an era uh, of deception, of demonic deception. And Satan, I believe, uh, and once again, I don't say I believe, meaning that it's just my belief. No, the Bible teaches and instructs us, and we can even see it and draw a biblical conclusion that uh, Satan has released demons in this hour, this age, talking about the end, uh, end age that we're in, uh, or the you know, close coming to the end of this age, uh, of demons that are seducing spirits, and they have come to, to corrupt the truth of God's word, and uh, demons of deception who have come to deceive the body of Christ and to, to deceive uh, our, our culture or deceive humanity. And we see that now. We see a, a large, vast group of people uh, who have been blinded by Satan, their minds, their eyes of their minds have been blinded uh, from the truth, and they're walking uh, this world aimlessly. Uh, they're just occupying this world. And as a believer, God has called us to do so much more than that. So we have got a lot of work to do. And, and then in Ephesians 4 and 27, the Bible says, Neither give place to the devil. Uh, neither give place uh, to the devil. Uh, so we, we have these two scriptures I want to kind of build on uh, this morning. And, and we don't give, glorify the Antichrist. However, we have to know his vices. We need to know his, the weapons of his warfare. Uh, we need to stay armed and ready with the weapons of our warfare, and, and we will, we surely uh, will walk in the victory of Jesus Christ and what he afforded unto us. Uh, now, as we've been going along in this study the last couple weeks together, uh, I, the Lord showed me uh, the demons, these last days demons that Satan is, has released on uh, society. And I want to go through them real quick as a, just a little refresher. Number one, uh, demons of deception. Number two, demons of confusion. Number three, uh, depression. Uh, and along with depression is, is peace-robbing, uh, thief-like demons. Uh, number four, demons that would, would cause extreme pressure. Number five, rebellion. Number six, hopelessness. And with hopelessness comes suicide and helplessness. Uh, so these are the, the demons that are operating um, uh, more now than ever in our society or in so society today. And I want to kind of tell you how deceptive demons work and, and uh, you know, how do they operate? How can we recognize them? How do we know if they're operating, you know, in our family or in, in my children or on and on in my life? And I want to say this, and I want to uh, preface everything by saying this, a, a spirit-filled uh, believer, someone who has professed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, someone who, who uh, walks a Christian life and keeps those truths at the forefront of their life in their heart, and, and especially spirit-filled, because we know in Acts 1-8 says, uh, wait till you've been endued with power from on high. So we know that we, we've gained resurrection 
uh, you know, uh, uh, the anointing to be resurrected as a new creation. We become born again. We become new, a new creation in Christ. Uh, we, we, we've, we've entered into the, the um, ministry of reconciliation through Jesus Christ. Uh, <coughs> the Bible says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become brand new in Jesus Christ. We're heaven bound in Jesus Christ. We've been forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. But we gain power by the Holy Spirit. Now we have, we have resurrection power or redemption power in Jesus to overcome death, hell, and the grave. But by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that we, we, we gain this, uh, these two powers you know, uh, that go hand in hand, the exousia power, which is a, an authoritative uh, boldness or ability, and then it's transferred or it's released in dunamis. Uh, which is a dynamic, which comes from our, our, our American word dynamite, or our English word dynamite. It's dynamic, it's explosive, it, it, it carries great energy and ability uh, to break things apart. Uh, so uh, that comes by way of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so it, it, we can now take this scripture and say, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And the point I want to make is if you are a, you know, a believing believer, especially filled with the Holy Ghost, you cannot be possessed by a devil. Now, you'll have one possession. You're either going to be God-possessed or demon-possessed. Now, you can be God-possessed or born again, then you can be in a backslidden state or, or, or you're on a slippery slope heading in reverse, then you know, your days are probably numbered to where you fall flat on your face and you go back and regress back into the old way. Now, I don't want to get into once saved, always saved. I know I'll ruffle so many feathers, but however, I, I have Bible scriptures to back it up. Uh, but uh, in that understanding or in that teaching, no one can take you out of the hand of God. Satan cannot take you out of salvation. Satan cannot uh, uh, you know, aggressively take you out of the, God's trust. It's when man regresses back to his old ways and forgets who he became and who he has become in Christ. So I don't, I don't want to get too much into that, but I want to talk about uh, how demons work and on and on it goes. Now with deception, according to First Timothy four, uh, in one the Bible says, "Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in latter times some shall depart from faith, uh, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils." Now I want to look at that seducing spirit because this is the number one way of deception is seduction or, or a spirit that would seduce you or, or trick you from the truth. And a lot of people, and it's hard when you're living a, 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 a life being seduced. I know it's kind of a you know, weird phrase there. Or if you're under the seductive uh, power or spirits of Satan, uh, you're blinded by them. It's like the old saying, uh, you know, it's hard to see when you're in the house, but outside of the house looking in, uh, you can see it a lot you know, clearer. Well, I, I stand on the outside of a lot of people's, talking about their body, their person's houses as a, a man of God, a pastor called by God, and I see in uh, to a, a lot. And then as a seer, uh, you know, a spiritual seer, I also can see things beyond the natural. And one of the, the things I see in the body of Christ is a lot of people are, are so deceived and they're going through the, op, uh, the, the uh, operation or actions of Christianity rather, but they're so deceived and they're being robbed 
from the power of God, the divine power and ability that God's given unto us. And it's a shame. Once again, the Bible, be not deceived. Jesus getting ready to leave or Jesus preparing his disciples says, don't let anyone deceive you. Let no man deceive you. And then uh, Paul to the church in Ephesus and Ephesians where we just read, Ephesians 4.27, uh, uh, do not give way to the devil. Uh, don't get any, give any room to Satan. And then, then we have here in 1 Timothy uh, 4, it says, uh, once again, some shall depart from the faith. How did they depart from the faith? They, they got tricked by seducing spirits. And I want to give you this, this process of Satan. Uh, a, a Christian operating in their Christian duties, meaning uh, you got born again, you get fresh fire, fresh zeal, the salvation zeal. You become zealous for the things of God. That just means excited, uh, bold, they're new, they're exciting to you. Uh, don't ever lose that. Don't don't settle into Christianity and become a quote-unquote professional. Always keep that. Now, you should grow in the Lord. Don't stay young in the Lord, but keep that young zeal and ex that young excitement, that young fire. Now, do whatever you have to do to protect that. Don't ever grow out of that excitement of you know the first time uh, you came to God. Don't ever don't ever lose that. There's power in that. Uh, the, you know that's a uh, you, you know you gain headway in that, or or, or we could say it. Uh, oh, come on now, glory to God. You all remember those days uh, when you you were so excited about the thing, so excited to tell people about Jesus, so excited to tell uh, people about your experiences and so on and so forth. Keep that, but then grow in the Lord. Now. If you're doing that, you're praying. You need to pray daily. These aren't religious religious things. These aren't rule, you know, like natural rules. No, we got born again. Uh, we a savior came to this or was sent by God. God loved you, sent a savior, sent a sacrifice in His Son Jesus. He came to this earth. He who had no sin became sin for us. He exchanged His life of sinlessness for our life of sin. We traded, accepted him, his body, his life in exchange for our body, and we gave it to him. That was the great exchange. Now, in doing so, there are things that come with this new life in Christ. We become a new creation. Within that new creation, uh, there, there's uh, standards, there's ways, there's operations of a kingdom citizen. We should pray, and, and prayer shouldn't be a burden uh, we should desire to pray. Uh, pray. Prayer is the way we contact our God. Uh, prayer is the way we receive uh, from our God. Answers, uh, information, direction, understanding. It's a, a form of communication. So we need to pray. We need to be in constant communication with our God and with our kingdom. Uh, secondly, uh, you need to be a Bible guy. Uh, the Bible says in Romans ten seventeen. so then faith cometh by hearing uh, let me say that one word again, hearing, 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 hearing. It doesn't come from you reading it silently. It doesn't come from you reading it to yourself. Now you can, now you can stir things that way. You can study and meditate that way. But the intent of Romans 10 was that a preacher would come and preach the word of God. And as he preaches to you, faith now is released. Faith is released from his lips into your ears, and faith comes to you that way and that way only. Now, you can't re re uh, receive faith by the laying on of hands. You can't uh, receive faith by uh, praying in tongues. You can only receive faith by hearing the word of God uh, preached. 
Amen. Note that. Uh, so uh, you got to be a Bible person. You got to be, you know, in in church, in in a meeting where there's a holy man, holy woman conveying the scripture or the or the truth of God's word. You got to be a Bible studier. Now here comes the reading and the hearing yourself read and silently reading. But you got to be a studier. You got to divide the word of God. Rightly divide the word of God. Uh, you interpret the Bible correctly. Scripture interprets Scripture. Uh, get away from your opinions. You don't want your opinion. You don't lace the scripture with man's opinions. Find other scriptures that interpret the scripture you're presently studying. And then the greatest Bible teacher on the planet is the Holy Spirit. In John 14 and in John 16, the Bible tells about the Holy Spirit and says that he is the spirit of truth and he will guide you into all truths. Uh, so you got to have the Holy Spirit. You got to have Bible time, Bible study, uh, prayer time. You need to learn how to get into church. You need to get, there's power in church attendance. A lot of people don't preach this. And a lot of uh, parishioners think, oh, the pastor just wants the place full. Yeah, we sure we want the place full. So does God. That was the intent of God. You think God wants an empty church? But it's not all about having the place full. I'm going to preach my heart out whether there's two people, 200, 2,000, and on and on it goes. 200,000. I'm going to preach the same. I'm going to convey what God's given me no matter what. But there's power for the believer uh, in church attendance. Remember, God established the church. God said that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And it was God's intent that we come to the church often. And when we come to the church, that we're, we're sharpened. We sharpen one another. Uh, we grow. We increase. Uh, we encourage. We exhort. We empower. We're empowered. And on and on it goes. One of the greatest places on the planet, if not the greatest place of protection, of strength, uh, of impartation is the house of God. Amen. And and we make excuses why we can't go and, and why we, you know, miss out. No, no, you need to get those things straight. If you're a kingdom person and you don't like church, I don't know what you're going to do in heaven. Come on now, I'm preaching pretty good. And let me just tell you, you don't have a good enough excuse to miss any godly operation or any godly sanctioned meeting. I'll say that again. There's not a good enough excuse or, or an accepted excuse of God uh, to miss any sanctioned God, God-sanctioned meeting. Now, I'm not talking about all over the world. I'm talking about uh, your house, you know, your, your church house uh, that your man of God uh, calls, so on and so forth. You say, well, you know, you don't understand. I got business. I got all that. Well, well Jesus dealt with that in the Bible. He said in the end times, they're not going to show up because they got business. They're not going to show up because of money. They're not going to show up because of family. And they're going to have all kinds of excuses. And I'll just replace them and I'll find people who want to show up. So get over your big excuses and get to the church house. We have these meetings for you. Come on now, preach them pretty good. Uh, so there's these, these different operations of Christianity that should be normal and exciting to us. They shouldn't get uh, old and burdensome to us. Now, that kind of believer is going to be off limits to Satan. Uh, that kind of believer, you, you know, sharp in their, their skill, uh, severe in their skill, uh, that, that's not a, you know, Satan is no match. Like, they're going to be, you, come on now, I'm preaching pretty good. But back to how these demons work, uh, 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 like a demon 
and, and I know it's hard for a lot of people that don't want to hear this, uh, you'll think it's ridiculous, but it's biblical. You are a spirit, you have a body, you live in a body, and you have a soul. You are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. You are a spirit, that's who you really are. You're not a body. Come on now, let's get this. Uh, You are a spirit. Uh, You have a soul, and you live in a body. All right? Satan is a spirit. His demons are spirits. They deal with your spirit in the unseen realm. Now, there's power in the unseen realm. There's more power in the unseen realm that, than there is in the seen realm. Uh, what happens in the seen realm first happens in the unseen realm. And the unseen realm just manifests in the seen realm. Do you understand that? So uh, Satan's working behind uh, the scenes of the seen realm, the manifested realm. And, and he's... Uh, leading people, he's guiding people, he's manipulating people, he's seducing people. Now when I say the word seduction, and I I think I touched on this a couple weeks ago, it's not just pure blatant, you know, polar opposite of the word of God. No, there's just a a few little seeds uh, of mistruth that uh, can kind of appeal to you when you need them. That's pretty good right there. You can figure that out, meditate on that. And in doing so, in sowing these, these seeds of mistruth or of ungodliness, uh, Satan now affects the entirety of your being. And if you need an excuse, and, and Satan's offering you an excuse, but it looks like you know a, a God type of thing, or it looks like it, it, it falls under godliness, no, excuses aren't from the kingdom of God. This isn't where I wanted to get, but this is helping somebody. Uh, excuses aren't, aren't in the toolbox of the believer. They're not in the weaponry of the believer. They're not in our armament. We don't have it. God hasn't given us the, the breastplate of excuses. God has given us the helmet of excuses. Uh, God hasn't given us the sword of hall passes. Uh, God, come on, are you here? God hasn't shod our feet with the preparation of not being found in, in, in church or in the kingdom duties. No, no, no. Uh, preaching pretty good now. Back to the spirit realm. So these demons will, will work in the spirit realm with your spirit, uh, trying to seduce your spirit or blockade you from the things of God, keep you from the things of God. Like I've heard, uh, I've seen this through the years, and I've heard and seen Good men of God, good women of God, uh, miss church hundreds of times. And we've been Kim and I have been doing. We've been in church our whole life, but I, we've been preaching now. I started preaching in nineteen ninety uh, two and ninety, or at the end of two and into ninety three. Uh, I started preaching in New York City with a chalkboard, and the rest is history. So we've been doing this for almost thirty years now, and we've seen it all. But I've seen good men and women. Uh, like like Wednesday night church, I, a lot of us have a misconception that Wednesday night, once again we're talking about being deceived and giving way to the devil. Uh, a lot of us have a misconception that that's like an added service. We really don't have to attend that. Or when we call a Monday night service and a Tuesday night service with one of the greatest apostles that ever have stepped foot on the planet, Dr. Jerry Seville, and then we think that's just an added, we really don't have to be in those either. 
No, you're deceived. Satan has already already deceived you, and, and Satan is manipulating your calendar. Satan is manipulating your business, and he's causing things to happen. And in deception, you can't even see it. You're blind to it. But just let me ask you this. How convenient is it that, that Satan, let me just help you tonight, uh, wherever you're listening from, how convenient is it uh, that, that Satan always causes something to come up when you're supposed to be somewhere at a God, a God event? Isn't that funny? And I've seen men and women to where uh, Wednesday nights, I'm not talking about just here in Palm all you know, from uh, South Florida when I was there, how Wednesday night's the night of attack. Wednesday night's the night when they can't get off work earlier, when, when work piles up or when all heck breaks loose. All right, you better start recognizing this as a demon spirit keeping you away from something that God has stored up for you. Preach them pretty good. And that's how these demons work. They'll cause you to get busy on Sunday night or Sunday day. They'll cause you uh, to get your weekend to get messed up so you don't go to Sunday service. They'll cause your mornings to get messed up so you don't read your Bible. They'll cause you on Wednesday night. They'll keep you out of church as many Wednesday nights as you let them until you say, or Monday nights or special services, they'll keep you from tithing. They'll keep you from offering. They'll keep you, keep you, keep you, keep you, keep you in deception from the things of God as long as you let them or as long as you walk around blind to what Satan's doing, uh, uh, Satan will continue to lead you astray. But when you come to your senses and figure out this isn't right, uh, when you say, let, let's just say you're one of these Wednesday night people that you're always busy and, and life always unravels on Wednesday afternoon and you can never make Wednesday night service. Listen, you can't live off a of Sunday service alone, my friend. Let me help you. Yeah, you can't live off a of Sunday and Wednesday, but at least that's a you know a booster uh, on Wednesday night. And I'm not talking about the government's booster; that thing's worthless. <coughs> but I'm talking about the, the a heavenly booster that has actual power or ability. But you can't live off of two services. You, you got to have both of them, and then you got to have more in between, and then you got to have daily services with your with your God and your Bible and the Holy Spirit uh, by yourself. <laughs> Excuse me. You need both all. You need everything you can get. Amen. But if you'll break this vicious, demonic, deceptive cycle, and the next time Satan says you can't go, you got to stay late, or the kids got this, or the and you say no, we're shutting down. Whether you're at home, hey kids, put your homework away, close your book. Close the refrigerator, get in the car, we're going to church. We're making room for God. Or you're at work, or your boss tells you, no, boss, I love you. I'll give you all my time, all my effort, but I have got to go be with my God. I've got to go to God's house. It's better for you that I go. you got to do what you got to do, and I appreciate that, but I've got to go to church. I cannot miss church. I'll come back after, but I'm not missing. If you own a business and, and that time comes and all heck's breaking loose, shut the lights off and walk away. You say, I can't afford to do that. I'll tell you right now, you can't afford not to do what I'm saying because you'd rather have God uh, in your business, involved with your business, leading your business than you leading it without God. And I'm telling you on, on Wednesday night, on Sunday, and every other meeting that we sanction, that God is in the church waiting for you here. 
You say you can be at two places at one time. Yeah, you're 100% right. He is at every place all the time. But God has meetings in his church that he wants to pour out corporate blessings where he pours out no place else but his church. God does things at his holy altar that he does nowhere else. And that's the number one way he has deceived the body of Christ, that they don't need his church. They don't need to come to the table of God. That's what the body of Christ thinks. Every time we come to church, we come to the table of God. We come to, if you will, a a wedding feast where we celebrate our God, we eat from the table of God, uh, we're nourished from the table of God, we're grown from the table of God, we're matured from the table of God, we're healed, we're delivered, uh, we're we're corrected at the table of God. Uh, That was the intent of God. And if we don't understand these things, we're living and walking in deception. I can go a step further. I'll go a few more minutes with you. If we uh, don't understand that sin is ungodly, and you not God doesn't tolerate it. We know that, but you shouldn't tolerate it. You say, "Well, I just I just can't help it. I can't help it." Well, if we go back into your life, we could probably see where your Bible study is waning. Well, we probably see there's no prayer time, no Holy Ghost pr- praying time, and that's another thing as a believer that I missed a couple minutes ago is pray, pray, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray naturally, but then pray, 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 pray in your heavenly language, in tongues, in the Holy Ghost. Pray in other tongues as as much as you possibly can. You say, why? Well, the Bible says, he who prays in tongues speaketh to God. Bible says, uh, he who prays in tongues prays out mysteries. He who prays in other tongues buildeth himself up or, or edifies himself. The Bible says, he who prays in tongues builds himself up uh, on his most holy faith. So you got to pray in tongues. But uh, back to this now. If we see that you're living a life of sin, it's because all these other things are absent. Because you can't pray in the Holy Ghost. You can't have good church attendance. You can't tithe and offer. You can't praise and worship. You can't pray. Study your Bible. Uh, be under faith, receiving faith by, by, by way of hearing the Word of God and still be broke down, deceived, uh, you know, your life's a mess, you can't get things figured out. No, it's because all these things are missing, and you're an easy target of Satan. Satan looks at you, and so that's an easy target. He's not covered, he's not armed, he's not protected. Let's go seduce and deceive that person. And that's how seducing spirits work to deceive you away from God and the things of God. I hope that's not you. Uh, You know, I I hope you're strong in the ways of God and the things of God. And I hope that you have put on your armor and you arm yourself daily uh, with the armor of God and you keep Satan uh, pushed back. Well, God bless you. Uh, We've gone past our time here. I hope this helps you. Share this Get word back to me. Once again, Pastor Rich here, New Way Church, uh, fl.com, richardsummerland.com. You can go to our different websites. Tonight we'll have church Tuesday night, 645. We're continuing on. I'll be preaching tonight. Uh, So get here or you can watch online. Know this, I may preach bold and I may preach tough sometimes, but I love you and I thank God for you and I'm cheering you on. I'll talk to you soon. Be blessed.